Butker trying to line this up. Winchester will snap it. Colquitt will hold it. Twenty-twenty tie. High snap. Pull down. Butker's kick is up. It is right down the boulevard. It's good. And the Chiefs take a twenty-three to twenty lead with four seconds left in regulation. And Harrison Butker kicks some. You know what? Welcome to the Chiefs' kingdom. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome to the Arrowheads Abroad podcast show with myself, Brad Simcox, the Arrowheads Abroad Supremo, Tom Childs, and backing us up at safety is Dave Barnett. So the Chiefs go 5-0 after beating the Jags with a tremendous defensive display to steal a show. The Arrowheads Abroad members that were in Newcastle for the weekend managed to celebrate by giving the only Bronco fan in the bar a big hug. Bless him. Oh. He was actually sick as a chip when he told <laughs> He didn't like it. I think he, he didn't like on, it, mate. No. I think he cottoned on to the fact that I was recording him as well. Yeah. Um, but, you know, never mind. Shouldn't support such a rubbish team. <laughs> but he was the only one there, and his mates were loving it, weren't they? They were. They were, they were loving it. They were loving it. Loving it, loving it, loving it. MC Brad <laughs> in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, baby. Yeah. Westwood. <laughs> uh, right. I feel like okay. that was out of context, but sure. It was totally out of context, but we knew what it was about. We knew what it was about, didn't we? Uh, right. Well, let's let's briefly talk about the Jags game because we're going to do the Jags and we're going to be looking towards the Patriots matchup as well at the weekend, which I'm so looking forward to. Can't wait. Um, but the Jags game, it's... Like I said in the intro, it's it was all pretty much down to the defense, the Chiefs' defense stealing the show. And from what I saw, that, well, from what I saw from the haziness of the night, <laughs> was um, the the Chiefs' offense didn't really have to do much. I mean, they they did okay, they did they did pretty darn well on the on the stats, but it was really all led by the defense, wasn't it? Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um. Makes a nice change, I have to say. Like, um, I think Blake Balls certainly helped out. He was definitely like the best player beforehand. Well, you know, it depends on which week, which week you get. Whether you get good bottles or bad bottles. He's on uh, alternate weeks at the minute, so <laughs> he got bad bottles uh, at the weekend. But that's not to take away from, um, especially the front, the front four, front five, really. Um, they got in Bortles' face all day long and generated a ton of pressure. It would that would have been difficult for any QB, not just Bortles. So, you know, although he didn't play well, I don't want to like completely shit on him. But um, yeah, Ford and Chris Jones, especially, I thought were uh, totally disruptive up front. And um, yeah, it, it you know it, so you, it's amazing how quickly. You sort of realise that when you do generate pass rush, how much easier it makes it for DBs when they're not having to cover guys for five, six seconds downfield, and it suddenly makes your defensive backfield look an awful lot better all mm. of a sudden. So yeah, good good performance all around, really. Yeah, 
you guys have said that before, though, haven't you? I've been going, ah, oh, we need we need cornerbacks, we need this sort, and you said no. If we can if we can bring the pass rush, which we did, the, the you know the the cornerbacks and the DBs that we've got will will make the interceptions and make the plays. And you t- you two were bang on. Well, it looks a lot like early Andy Reid years in Kansas City. Um, the offense played well; it done enough, but it was a defensive performance which ultimately won the game and. It all generated from pass rush, as you two have pointed out, and that just reminded me a little bit of when we used to heavily rely on Dontari Poe, Tamba Harley, and Justin Houston, and then a couple of others. And it does make life a hell of a lot easier if you can get after the quarterback. And it did it did show because balls for a number of bad balls because of the pressure in his face, and obviously. Not every quarterback is going to react how as badly as Bortles did, but I think the Chiefs did well to capitalise on a guy that didn't have his worst performance because Bortles has been worse than that, but certainly wasn't his greatest either. Mm-hmm. The uh, just as you were mentioning pressures there, I, I read a stat during the week that apparently D Ford has got more pressures than Khalil Mack at the minute. Twenty nine pressures yeah. into the NFL. Uh, through five games so he's averaging nearly six pressures a game which is you know pretty good going isn't it just um yeah that that's a worrying thing coming into i mean it's a good thing but also a worrying thing coming into the off season Mm -hmm. because it's like well you definitely if he carries on at this rate not going to be able to sign him cheap come Mm -hmm. uh you know february uh Mm -hmm. so you know, it's a nice dilemma to have, but it's, uh, yeah, you kind of a little slightly annoyed because you think, well, why couldn't you have been like this the three, four years previous consistently? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see. I think, like, the big thing as well is also I think people will look at that game and go, the Jags still, you know, well, the Chiefs' defense still gave up 500 plus yards of total offense, and I think that you know will do a total disservice to the defense for that performance because I think I read it was something like 230 yards came in the fourth quarter mm. in garbage yeah. time when the the Jags were down already. Certain um, time, yeah. but I mean, even that. I think the thing is, even when the Chiefs were a defensive team four or five years ago, it was always then like they gave up yards but generated pressure and forced turnovers and that was exactly what they did on on uh, on Sunday there was you know I can't remember how many sacks but and how many pressures but four inter- four interceptions um fumble recovery so just like just hailed back like Tom said to to those performances of a few years ago but I think this time you've got the offense to complement that now you know again you look at the stat sheet for Mahomes on Sunday and you probably look at that and go well he didn't really play that well but you have to remember that's the best defense in the NFL that we played mm-hmm. on on Sunday yeah and that's the first 300 yard pass that the Jags have allowed in a long time um yeah there was probably that second interception you would probably like back the first one. It looked like it just slipped out of his hand a little bit because of the of a wet ball. But second one, he probably like back. But other than that, like I thought the Chiefs moved the ball really well. 
against a really really stout defense um mm-hmm. and i think especially in the second half it felt like if the chiefs needed to put something together they they could put something together which i think was something we talked about previously is just it looks like if this team wants to score they will score now and it it makes such a difference. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was quite a bit heated in the game, wasn't it? There was uh, I know there was a lot said beforehand, but um, Chris Jones getting ejected was a bit of a surprise to me because he's normally a cool character, isn't he? Yeah, um, it was dumb. It was a bit dumb because Chris Jones had a really nice game. He did. Um, he was lining up a lot on the outside um, against a tackle, and the Chiefs moved him about a little bit, and he was a menace. Him and D Ford on their own was causing balls all sorts of troubles um, so his penalty or ejection seemed a bit stupid to punch a guy on the floor um, it didn't even look like a particularly good punch either it looked like he'd done zero damage um, if you're going to hit a guy at least <laughs> do, do it right yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah. you might, if you're going to go out you're going to go out you might as well go out in glory um, <laughs> so, we're not condoning but, violence by no, we're not. But if you're gonna do it, do it properly. Do it properly. Uh, yeah, when you when you when you brought up on the tough streets of Peckham, Brad, you know you gotta learn to. Uh, yeah, you gotta learn to handle yourself. Be able yourself, to look after you? yourself, yeah. aren't you? Yeah. Uh, the one thing I never got is when I used to play a little bit myself. Is people punching other guys in the helmet? Yeah, it's what? always stupid, isn't it? I've is, never got you that. You still you still see it now, and I just don't understand it. Hurts you more than it's hurting them, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it's just mad. That it's sounds really like Dave is. speaking from experience, though. <laughs> Dave Punch is a different type of helmet, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was, uh, you had to bring the smut uh, into it, didn't you? Yeah. We're, we're, yeah. we're getting closer and closer to losing our clean lyrics part on uh, iTunes. I think, hey, I th- I think it'll be gone soon. Don't be using the, uh, the Royal We kind of thing. I'm, I have nothing to do with it. <laughs> you're on your own you two Guilt you're encouraging him Brad you're encouraging him <laughs> but yeah. right anyway back to uh, you know moving away from the smut from Tom's smut from Tom the, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah from Tom um, D Ford also didn't he get ejected as well because he, he did looked down on the quarterback I didn't two even know that was a like, rule well yeah. he had two unsportsmen it wasn't the fact if that had just been on its own, he wouldn't have been ejected. He had two unsportsman likes because he had. Uh, what was the other one? I can't even remember now. I don't know. Um, can't remember what the first one was, but I think the second it might have been one. Taunting? Was it taunting? The first might one? have been, yeah. possibly. But yeah, I thought the second one was extremely harsh. Mm. Um, it's just the rule, and all players know it, you can't stand over a guy. It's just, you see it's, it all the time, though. That's um, the thing. It's like. you see it. My problem with that rule is. Referees pick and choose yeah. when to throw a flag for it, mm-hmm. and that's the problem. It's like you either call it all the time or don't call it at all. It's such mm-hmm. like it seems to be such a judgment call with shitty penalties like that, and that's why I don't like the call. Like, yeah, Ford needs to know better, but I, you know, I don't think Ford doing that is any worse than what I think it was was it Telvin Smith was doing. Yeah, after the, <laughs> after the Kareem Hunt unsportsman yeah. like, and you yeah. can just see Telvin Smith stood about two yards away from the chief sideline, just you know signalling, goading him furiously yeah. and goading him, and it's just like, well, how's that? Anywhere, you know, the, the not anywhere. Bit. I think what a contributing factor to the Ford one was where it happened because Bortles is lying on the floor in the middle of the Chiefs bench. 
Yeah. Um, I think if it happens in the middle of the field, it, it might get passed. Speaking of this penalty, I'll never forget LeBron James committing one against Jason Terry um, for the Heat when he played played against the Celtics. It was an alley-oop. And LeBron James just dunked on Jason Terry. Mm. You, you'll know the player if you're a basketball fan. Yeah. yeah. And um, immediately, Jason Terry ends up on the floor. And LeBron James has just stood literally over the guy staring down at him. And straight away in basketball, any any form of taunting like that or unsportsmanlike behaviour is a straight away is a penalty so I think the refs were probably right in what they were doing by calling it but I agree with Dave it is such an inconsistent rule but I feel like all NFL rules are so inconsistent yeah there's the refs are left to judge things for themselves they're, they're, they're basically being told to think which they shouldn't be think they shouldn't have to think things should be black and white yeah. and then they're more than often not so yeah. I think that's part of the problem here is that the refs are t- are told to make a judgment call on what they see there and then, mm-hmm. and unfortunately they can't go back and review any everything. And yeah. like, like we wouldn't want them to go back and review everything. Well, the thing either. is, if the rule is you can't stand over a player, then just call it. It's as simple as that. You call it every time. You don't call it just because you think, oh well, that's in a different part of the field from that other one that happened before. It's like mm-hmm. you either call it or you don't. And say so, uh, that's my problem with it. I, I'd rather. I rather it just didn't get called at all because I don't really think unless it's like blatantly in another player's face taunting mm-hmm. like something like that where he's literally stood over him for all of half a second it just seems excessive to me to be throwing flags for mm-hmm. stuff like that but as Andy Reid said they know the rules the guys have got to be smart in that, in that situation yeah. Definitely. The onus has to be on the player as well to be yeah. to be smart and disciplined because there was a lot of undisciplined play um, by the Chiefs on Sunday, and I I do think that the Jags, the the way they were chirping, the way they were talking, did contribute to that. I was about to mention that, and I was just thinking there that that it did really seem to get underneath the Chiefs' skin, even though we were winning, we were winning by a comfortable margin. It just seemed as though there was still that bad blood running through the game, wasn't there, from from what was said prior to the game, especially mm. from the likes of Jalen Ramsey and that that laughing thing that Telvin Smith was on about. I just what was all that about? I think they fancied themselves, and rightly so, because as a defensive unit, they are very good, mm. and no one really, no one's really done to them what the Chiefs done to them on Sunday. Yeah. Um, they moved Chiefs moved the ball at will, and after they've come out, I think it was Gibson that come out or Gibson that come out afterwards and said. They got beat up pretty good and they didn't know what to do with Andy Reid's offence. So they'll probably be a bit quieter next time they come into our head. But I do feel like the Jags have probably earned the right as a defence to talk as they do. It's obviously part of their game plan and it does get to the opponents as well because look look at the amount of penalties that we give away. I was going to say, like, look at any of the the good defences from the last sort of nine, ten years. Like, you think about those Broncos, that Broncos defence, you think about the Seahawks. Uh, Legion of Boom it's like those guys on both of those defences that like to get in guys faces and try and get under guys skin and you can see it definitely affects players um, and I say when you're a good defence you're going to try and get every little advantage that you can get and say so it's up to the Chiefs to be more disciplined than that and just know that you know, for me, that's that's a sign of the Jags knowing that they are getting beat. Hmm. You know, for me, that's the Jags know they're getting beat and they're trying to turn the tide a little bit and say the Chiefs have just got to be a little bit smarter than that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I was going to say because I mean, if if you're a you know a head coach looking at you know maybe playing the Chiefs later on in the season, you're probably just going to say to your team just just wind them up, say a few things, and so, they'll just get ejected. Have, you know, I don't I don't think it will have this effect now. I think obviously behind closed doors, Andy Reid would have been raging. And mm-hmm. he would have goes gave those guys a grilling, and they would have known they'd done wrong. And I, um, I think it's better that it's happened early. Mm-hmm. And I think if there was a repeat uh, game in the playoffs, for example, against Jacks, I don't think you'd see the same sort of ill discipline. I think I think it needed to happen, and I think the Chiefs got it out of their system. They also showed the world that they're not going to be pussyfooting around anyone. They are they're not going to be a soft team. They're not going to just take it lying down. They are going to come out and give as good as they get, which is what they've done on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's always been a, a key hallmark of Reed's leadership um, in Kansas City is that every time there has been an incident like that, usually you'll see them correct it pretty quickly. And that'll be like, you know, a point brought to the players, I think, very quickly not to do it again. So I, I, I don't see it being an issue going forward. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I think that's uh, we'll we'll wrap it up with the uh, the Jags there. Um, I think should we move on to a prize draw now, Tom? Before we talk about the Patriots, yeah, let's do it. Let's do let's it. That's, that's a nice little break in the middle, yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, it's MG Charles. Um, it, sorry about the in joke. It was something we were talking about before. Basically, if you want Brad to do a drum and bass MC style intro next week, just let us know and he'll do it. Um, I can't pri- do that. <laughs> the prize draw. Um, we have two prizes to give away this week. Two lucky, <gasps> two lucky devils. We have a signed Tyreek Hill jersey, which we were meant to give away on Sunday, but unfortunately me and Brad had a few too many drinks and we didn't end up doing the draw. And yeah. So that's the first prize and the second prize. It's not all we ended up doing, is it, lads? <laughs> uh, oh, Carry God, on. I went to sleep early. Um, <laughs> and the second prize is going to be a Arrowhead to Broad jersey. So if, if you haven't got one, you'll win one. If you have got one, let us know and then we'll out a second prize. We have your name on the back of it. for you. An alternative prize. So, as per usual, we're going to do the virtual dice. I'm recording this if anyone wants proof on my phone. So, we're going to randomise the list of members five times. Okay, there you all are. If anyone watching this. So, whoever's at the top and second of the fifth roll will win the prizes. So, there's random one. Apologise. Can we have some music in the background, please? From one of you two. Here's this two. Luke Kiff was at the top of it. Sorry, Luke. You're probably not going to win. There's list three. There's list four. And whoever's at the top of this list will win. You ready? There, it's been randomised four times. Anyone watching this? Drum roll. Dude. Drum roll, please, Brad. And the winner is Stephanie Bonen. She's oh, one of our German members. Stephanie Bonen. Really? Yeah, you nice have one. one. You have one. A signed Tariq jersey. Do you want to butcher that name a little bit more next time? Yeah, go on. Do it again. Stephanie <laughs> Bonin <laughs> and then the Arrowheads of Broad Jersey is going to member number 317 
Oh god, that's another hard name to say. Ozan Gosaregalu. That's a good name. Yeah, Ozan Gosaregalu. Okay, well, congratulations. Nailed you guys. both of those names, Tom. Yeah, that's <laughs> the people that are listening to this will be like, the two people that have won those prizes will be like, well, it's not me. Because <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't even said me no, name. Never heard of that person funny, right? before. <laughs> the, the third name on the list is Ben Green. Couldn't he? Because <laughs> <laughs> ah, now you're making him sad. <laughs> yeah. Now, now Ben's just like, oh, it's that close to winning a prize. Oh, okay. So we're, we're chuck one anyway. Ben, you can win a, a uh, woolly hat. We're, we'll send you a woolly hat. Yeah. Well. It's okay. nearly winter. So. so Stephanie, Ozan and Ben, congratulations. You've won prizes. That's awesome. Yeah. Signed Tyreek Hill jersey. Yep, signed Tyreek Hill jersey. Road oh. jersey, but it's still really nice. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Well, congrats. Congrats to the winners there. Yeah. There's three winners I'm as well. a bit jealous. Yeah. Very generous, Tom. I know. And we've still got so much to give away as well. Like, anyone that I'm in and are in about signing up for membership, they should definitely still do it because we've got so much money left to spend on prizes. And we've got so many prizes left in my house. Just I was going to say, I'm the big... Super Bowl prize draw this year is going to be an Eric Berry signed full size helmet, yeah. which isn't bad. And we're probably throwing a few more prizes as well. So we've got loads to give away. So yeah, Tom, head over Tom to can't that. wait to spend that money, can you? I can't wait to get all this stuff out of my house. Yeah, I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm trying to keep a lid on it. I'm like, Tom, we've still got a long way to go yet. We're only two months into the season, and Tom's just like, spend all the money, blow it all in week six. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And this is oh, why Tom is a gambling addict. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant! Well, at least we're getting loads of prizes for the uh, the gold members, anyway. Like, but like Tom says, if you want to join, join anytime. You know, you can join at any time, and it just means Help it stop adds. AA going bankrupt due yeah. to Tom's spending habits. Yeah. Keep AA going <laughs> for just fifty p a month. You can feed a Tom Childs. Pringles. <laughs> nice. Uh, All right. Okay, then we've had our fun. We've had our fun. Uh, I like right, how okay. Tom just didn't respond to that. So he didn't I was just respond like, no. Oh, sorry, what was not, that? I was too busy not doing Not engaging these children. <laughs> sorry, I was too busy doing a lucky 15. What were you talking about? Oh, no, you're going to have to listen back to this because I think you'll have a little chuckle to yourself. Just Dave was doing a Christmas appeal for you. Yeah, I was basically just saying about how you're going to send us bankrupt and for 50p a month you can give Tom Child's food for a week. Oh, nice. (laughs) What do my children get? Hey, you figure it out for yourself, mate. (laughs) Just eat the neighbour's pets. That's all all you need to do. I've already done that. Oh, well, it's going to be a rough Christmas in your house. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds better than normal. (laughs) <laughs> right okay let's let's look forward to the uh well i'm calling it a big one but there's a lot look of people going forward yeah yeah look forward look forward look no, forward to the big one i'm not looking forward to this are you not looking forward to the che- uh, cheese no. patriots no definitely not? not no oh, i am i hate these sorts of games because it's just like this has got chief's disappointment written all over it and i'm just like I want to believe it's going to be different this year because we have the you know the the saviour himself, Pat Mahomes. Yeah. But I just I don't know. I've been a Chiefs fan for too long. I just know that after every bit of good, there's always a train wreck around the corner, <laughs> and I don't know whether it'll be this week or next week, but it's going to happen sooner rather than later. Well, this is what happened last last season, wasn't it? We went five and zero, oh and then it, the wheel the wheels really came off. 
Yeah, we went six. Um, we got six or seven. So I can understand Dave's a bit a bit nervous about this game because it, I mean it is at Foxborough as well. Um, you know, return to the scene of the crime from week one last last year. But um, I don't know. I'm I'm still I'm still on this emphatic victory kind of thing. Um, I I think the Patriots are weaker than what they were last year, and we're just gonna we, like I said we've got the Mahomes effect we've got the Mahomes magic the defense is showing up all of a sudden I just think I just think we've got this in the bag this defense is going to get torn apart on Sunday yep James White and Sony Michelle are going to kill it and when they're not killing it on first and second down Edelman and Gronk are going to destroy us down the middle where we can't cover anybody yeah the, this Patriots offense is literally got. The two things we can't defend. Catching um, running backs and passes over the middle. Yeah. Um, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised to see Nelson uh, potentially get lined up over James White a, a lot. Um, because, as I say, that <laughs> I, the Patriots' offensive weapons don't terrify me. Uh, you know, out wide... I know they've got Gordon now, but he's only been there a week or so. Still learning the system. I don't think you can expect miracles over him overnight with him. Chris Hogan, serviceable, but he's certainly no better than probably any of our top four or five guys at wide receiver. Um, so, like, other than re- really Edelman, who uh, you'd imagine Kendall Fuller will stick to like glue. Um, there's you know there's not really a lot of the the Patriots weapons out wide that really scare me that much. It's going to be the backs and it's going to be Gronk and it's going to be how we can deal with them because we haven't got Eric Berry to put a masterclass on like he did and up until getting injured last year um, at Foxborough on on Gronk. So it's going to be really interesting to see how they deal with him on Sunday. Mm-hmm. In all honesty, it wouldn't surprise me if we have a no punt game. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah that I, Patriots defense is bad. The Patriots defense is bad. The Chiefs defense is isn't great, despite what we've seen last week. Um, I just think the offenses are each other. The, the other defense, opposing defenses, kryptonite. Like, what's the over on this game? I, seriously, it's, it wouldn't surprise it's me if it's set like sixty-five. Or some, cl- I was say, it's going to be a minimum of sixty-one point five. I would have thought probably. That high. What, whatever it is, Brad, go down to the bank, put fifty quid really, on it, release some equity, and put it all on the yeah, over. The over because this game is going to come close to hundred points. I genuinely think. You that. think Patrick Mahomes is going to get hundred points? <laughs> 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 See what I did there. <laughs> it's going to be like his Texas Tech days all over again. <laughs> 800 I yards. <laughs> I just don't see how any of the two defences are going to stop the opposing offence. It might just be a case of whoever's got the ball last wins. Yeah. It might be one of those games. Um, the, we talked earlier about the Chiefs defence last week and the Chiefs defence of the early Andy Reid years um, and how it's, it was a bend-don't-break defence. Well, that's exactly what the Patriots are very good at. They've always given up a ton of yards, 
but they've always been top 10 in scoring defences as well. Because as soon as you get to the red zone, teams find it very, very hard to score on them. Yeah, we're um, one of the most efficient teams in the red zone this year. Which is crazy. So it's just, it's matchup on match. It's strength, it, pretty much across the entire field, it's strength and weakness. Mm-hmm. And I just wouldn't be surprised if we saw a number of points and like I'm checking the over as we speak so someone wants to carry on as I as I check this well I was going to say it's 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 a lot of matchups here isn't it it's who's going to prevail out of Brady and Mahomes who's going to prevail out of Kelsey Gronk um, who's going to prevail out of I don't know Edelman Hill that kind of thing so definitely Hill well yeah you'd, you'd pick Hill in that any day of the week but you know there's some tasty matchups there and I don't know. I I can see, I see the Patriots' offensive line not as good, and if we keep bringing the pass rush like we were in the Jags game, it might cause Brady quite a bit of problems. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the the best thing you can hope for playing this Patriots team is, you, you know, Brady's Brady even in his prime, you know, was never the most mobile of quarterbacks. So mm-hmm. the fact that he's now forty-one, he's not, he's not getting more sprightly, shall we say? Um, yeah. So yeah, if Ford and Jones and Houston can create pressure, um, I think that's the the one chance the Chiefs have of being able to disrupt this Patriots offense. Because I, I don't think we're going to be. It's, I, I think it's going to be a case of limiting the damage. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can limit the damage, then. I think the Chiefs win this game because I think the Chiefs have too much on offense for that Patriots defense. I, I just I don't see any way this Patriots defense can stop the Chiefs mm. offense. They, they move the ball on every single team they've played this year when they've needed to and got going. Um, and uh, you know this this Patriots defense isn't anywhere near as good as the Broncos or uh, Jags defenses we played the last two weeks. And we six, we haven't put up less than twenty seven points this year, so yeah, I, I don't see scoring being a, an issue for us on Sunday either. You see this being as a, a proper scrap, then, don't you? A proper shootout. I, for me, I, it comes down to whoever wins the turnover battle. Mm. Um, whoever wins on that will more than likely win the game. If you can steal a position, a possession or two, then you stand a very good chance of of winning. The over I've just checked is at sixty points. 60 so, you were right then <laughs> so um, gamble responsibly but go down there and put a thousand pounds on it because <laughs> yeah, if, you have like a, if you have a spare thousand quid lying around if you don't have a spare thousand pounds find yourself a loan shark <laughs> let borrow it off him and put it on the over yeah and then and give them Tom's address so that yeah. if he do, you do lose all that money it's his legs they go and break next week yeah, which is 34th floor Peckham <laughs> I I I keep to and fro and obviously we're going to make predictions on this game later and whatever I say at the end of the show is what I'm going to have to stick to um, it's about the two tight ends which are the two best tight ends in football um, how much of an impact they have I'm not too sure because I feel like both defenses are going to go out to try and stop mm. the other, the other. But if you stop that, as we've mentioned a million times before, you stop Travis Kelsey. Someone else will have a big game. Yeah. Which one it's going to be? 
I'm not too sure. Tyreek Kill this week, I think. He's you due think another big one this week. And I just don't think the Patriots have got the speed on defense. The, the Patriots, you know, don't have a Jalen Ramsey or an AJ Boye. Like, Gilmore's a solid corner, but he hasn't got the, you know, the speed to keep up for Hill with Hill's stride for stride in man coverage. So if they try and play, play man coverage on Hill, that they're in a whole world of pain. Um, mm. And as I say, you're going to have to do that if you wanted to try and bracket Kelsey. So, yeah, as I say, if they do try and do that, I think he'll have a field day. So, yeah, I, th- I think he's due a big game. I, I think Hunt's going to be the key in this one because he wasn't just a running back. He was actually, they used him quite a bit as a receiver in the fir- in the f- first game last season wasn't it so I mm. think we'll probably use Hunt a bit more um, while everybody's really concentrating on um, Hill and Kelsey that's what I'm thinking anyway it wouldn't surprise me mm. um, Hunt obviously had a good game in Denver so he's already had one really good game on the road um, so far um, it wouldn't surprise me if he ended up with 100 yards rushing by means but it wouldn't surprise me if the Chiefs ended up with five, 600 yards of total offense either yeah um, the same, likewise for the Patriots. I am um, just—I don't know where to go yeah. on this game. There is so much to be talked about. It's so—it's so good that it's on national TV. It's a, a late game because it deserves the slot it's got because yeah. it is a marquee matchup and a matchup that could go a long way to deciding the number one seed in the AFC as well. Because if the Chiefs can somehow pull out wins this weekend next, they will be a shoe in for the at number one seed. Because yeah. they will have they will have multiple games on all the teams and they will hold all the tiebreakers going in COC. So it can't be understated how massive Sunday's game is. Massive. 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 Uh, you know, there's quite a few people playing it down saying, no, nah, we don't really need to win this game. And I'm like, no, nah, we kind of do to just stamp our authority on it. Well, the way I see it, you look at schedules and you'd probably argue that New England has an easier schedule going down the road. And we don't want to slip into what we did last year where we got one defeat against an AFC rival. And next, you know, it spiraled out of control because the game we've got next week is no gimme either. And that's been moved into prime time because it's equally as as big. So the Chiefs, I feel like they do need this one um, yeah. to show that it's different to last year as well. But at the yeah. same time, if they don't win, it's not like your season's over. There's still a hell of a lot to play for. Yeah. Did you guys hear the Brady comments uh, recently about uh, it? The, the game changing to more of a college-style NFL Mm-hmm. Um, what I mean, what what do you think he's getting out there? Do you think he was actually getting at Mahomes, or do you think he's actually getting at how the league has changed that much? I mean, the league's changed. Just look at all the the good offensive teams right now. You know, the the Chiefs and the Rams, especially. Um, they haven't tried to force guys into, you know pro-style systems they've adapted their systems to make these guys comfortable and also to make use of the weapons they have on offense Um, and as I was going to say I think teams are going to be worse off for not adjusting and trying to adapt these college systems and these, these spread concepts and everything like that because I think at the end of the day it's usually always innovation that wins and mm-hmm. I say I think this is just the direction the league's moving in now and um, I, I say I think offense is 
just especially with the rule changes is just are so much harder to stop now um you know it's it's not like even as recent as 10 15 years ago I mean, you know where defenders were allowed to get away with a fair amount between the whistles uh, it's safe to say whereas now you know it's it's hard to touch guys without getting penalties and stuff like that so it, it, yeah as i say like i think offenses are going to try and take advantage of that as best that they possibly can do you think do you think that's what tom's or tom brady should i say not our tom do you think that's what tom brady's kind of getting at in a way not not scared of it but more aware that there's more teams that he's facing now that are adopting this style of football and the Chiefs definitely are adopting this style of football because it's a lot of it is handoffs and um, you know trick players all that kind of thing and I don't know he seemed a bit uneasy when he was talking about it It is that fair to say? it might be a touch of envy Um, I never thought of that because he's not played in a similar sort of system obviously Mahomes is coming in and lining up the league putting up all these numbers and, and we're not sitting here saying Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league but he's performing like the best quarterback in the league because he's in a system that clearly works for him and maybe Brady wasn't in that situation where he didn't have an offence tailored to him in his in his early years so maybe that's why he's he's pointing out Mahomes' success to say that pretty much the, the, the Chiefs have tailored their entire offensive game plan and their roster and their scheme to suit Patrick Mahomes and where Brady didn't have that um, maybe he's getting at the fact that if Mahomes wasn't in a, such a beneficial situation that he might not be putting up the numbers that he, he is which of, which is true of course of course, it's true but Andy Reid's done such a good job of building this team for Patrick Mahomes and Brett Veach that Mahomes is going to excel in it and maybe that's where he's going um, with his comments I don't read too much into it Mm. Um, Tom Brady's never come across as a cold guy like someone that's come across as jealous or anything like that He's for me he's always handled himself quite professionally so I I don't read too much into it it's not like Jalen Ramsey where there was obvious shade with what he was saying but I, I don't put Tom Brady in that same bracket as a a trash talker. Mm-hmm. Not <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he certainly wasn't. I don't think he was trash talking. I think it was just more raising awareness of his fears. Yeah. And remember, <laughs> they're getting asked these questions as well. Yeah, it's not. It's not like he's going out and saying, oh, "Just, oh, just contacting give me, give, me, give me a report. Oh, I want to talk about Patrick Mahomes." They're getting. <laughs> yeah. They get asked these questions. Like I love the way Belichick answers questions. Oh man, don't get me started on him. He digs like he makes the journalist work for the answer that they want, <laughs> and it's all down to the journalist to be clever enough to ask the correct question. If you yeah. ask something that's not the right question in Belichick mind, you're going to get the silly answer. Did um, you hear that one he said about uh, that? That reporter asked him, "Do you think this is like a top of the you know top of the AFC matchup kind of thing?" He went, "Yeah, we're playing Kansas City." Really? Honestly, there was. <laughs> uh, it was actually. I, I advise listening to it if you can ever listen to the. Um, go back and find it you you might have to do a little bit of searching on the internet to find an episode but the old Rich Eisen podcast which doesn't exist anymore um, they once sat down and broke down a Belichick press conference and it was all to do with the journalists and every single time a journalist asked Belichick a question they got a very short answer but everything that he said was correct 
and it, they, they just pick through it. And it's about 45 minutes long of picking through these questions. And eventually the journalist gets to the right question and he gets the answer that he wants. But it's just <laughs> masterful to listen to Belichick just destroy reporters and make them feel tiny. Um, I do, I do find it very entertaining myself. Um, if I have, if I do manage to find that link, I'll send it across and post it on the Arrowhead Sport Twitter page. Uh, no, he reminds me of an old boss. That's that's probably why I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a boss that like was you know, yeah. And, unless you asked the right question, he was he was very um, pedantic <laughs> um, until you actually got to the point and you know got to your your. Uh, the right question or something that he could answer you know properly (laughs) but um yeah interesting one right lads uh it's predictions time what are we thinking then i'll let dave go first this week chiefs i might just copy copy what dave says okay yeah just yeah what he does yeah um i'm gonna predict the, the first chiefs loss of the season um and I think the Patriots will win this game, thirty-four to thirty-one. Ooh, very close then. Very close. No punt game, eh? Close. Won't be far off, I don't think. Tom, I am going to change my preseason prediction, and I think the Chiefs will win. I think it will be close. I think it will be a shootout. But I think the Chiefs get the one turnover. And I think the one turnover is going to win this game. A proper and, shootout. And yeah. the a shootout. Um, <laughs> good film, by the way. Have you seen Legend? Legend. Awesome, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Great film. Um, yeah, I, I feel like the Chiefs pass rush will get home a couple of times. And Brady hasn't been perfect this season. He's thrown a few interceptions, turned the ball over a few times. So I think the one interception or the one turnover will win the game. Mm. And the Chiefs will win 35 to 32. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Big game on Sunday night. We're going to be tired, boys, on Monday morning. I'm going 42 21. It's not as emphatic as I was hoping, but yeah, 42 21 for me. That's definitely a cop out. Do you think? Yeah. <laughs> Should I say like 42-3 or something? Well, put it this way. The emphatic win that the Chiefs had in Arrowhead a few years ago was 41-14. That was emphatic. So you've uh, given you've given the Patriots an extra touchdown. Yeah. And a field goal. It's just, I suppose it's a bit, a little bit of respect. Yeah. I've got to give him a little bit, haven't I? Yeah, it's in Foxborough this time, isn't it? So. Yeah. No, I feel like he's doubling down from his emphatic prediction. <laughs> I'm trying to water it down a little bit. You're basically saying a two score, two or three score. He started game, too high, Tom. That's the problem. <coughs> he started too far, and now he's trying to reel himself back in so that he can go big again at the end of the season. Well, no, I just think you know the signing of Josh Gordon's time. It just gives him an extra touchdown. That's what I'm giving. <laughs> yeah, that's an emphatic win in my book. I don't get me wrong. I take it. Yeah, I was going to say we <laughs> win forty-two twenty-one on on Sunday night, and there's no doubt the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC by yeah. a considerable right. distance. I'll put it this way, Brad. We've obviously got our bet going. I'm for, not having any more bets with no, you. No, 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 no. Hit me up. Hit me up. Hit me up. Hit me up. <laughs> Go on. We're having our bet for the Marcus Robinson. Um, ongoing. He's got to reach four hundred yards this season. He's doing well. Um, 
he's currently on 34 after five games so That's he's well. not doing particularly well if if the Chiefs win by 10 or more points I will lower that to 200 yards so we're <laughs> half the amount so you get that much closer does that sound good? what do I lose out of that? just your pride just your pride <laughs> no no well let's keep it like that then let's keep it the same <laughs> Uh, I'm not betting with you anymore. Sick of it. No, not betting with anyone because you always friggin' lose. I always lose the bets. I always do. Yeah. But so, yeah. wait, a minute. wasn't there like a one-minute segment on this podcast about me having a gambling problem? <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. 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 Okay. My bad. My bad. <laughs> you don't always have to lose to have a gambling problem, though. You just yeah. That's true. That's true. It is a problem when you're losing, though. <laughs> I mean, it yeah. Is. But. At least you seem to learn your lesson. <laughs> yeah, actually, actually, Tom actually went in the casino, you know, while we was at Newcastle. I did, did. he? I mm. showed willpower. I I basically went to the roulette table. Mm. I stuck a pound on seven, and it came in first spin. And I was like, "Oh, hello, thirty-six pound. Thank you very much. I'll take that back." And I walked away from the table. And then he <laughs> so, put it all on red fifteen. <laughs> so I was a, I was there. I was on the table for all of Where's one that minute. Black? There you go. So yeah. I'm I'm getting better. I'm getting there. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Yeah. We'll we'll tune in next week for find out more about Tom's gambling gambling problems. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Stage an intervention. <laughs> intervention. <laughs> no, we're asking about that for the Manchester meet now. Have you got any casinos around here? You got any casinos? There is actually one. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you there's a casino around here. There is. It's yeah. literally around the corner. Two, three, five. <laughs> Just, honestly, I'm not even joking. It's literally round the corner from the Brotherhood. Is it? Mm-hmm. And so is Reds as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it awesome. Tickets on sale now, by the way. So, uh, how much are they? Seven pound. Is that it? Yeah, seven pound. It's not bad. Not bad it's like a so. very large Big Mac meal, isn't it? Mm, very, very, very large. large Big Mac meal. That's yeah, the like... best thing that you could come up with, is it? <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> You didn't even try and think for a second, right? What what approximately costs seven pounds? You just went, it is something that costs money. And I'll just adjust what that is oh, to make on. it sound like it costs seven pounds. I'm Hollywood. I I don't know how much a bottle of milk costs these days. Come on, it's like <laughs> could have gone. It's like the cost of a cheap bottle of wine, but instead, no, it's a <laughs> very large Big Mac meal. Something that doesn't exist with with change. <laughs> right okay I've had enough now shut up you two you're doing me head in do this every week and you both do me head in you know don't say stupid stuff then <laughs> <laughs> right anyway we're rambling now right that's it lads <laughs> I'm just waiting for Dave to chime in he always does and towards the end of the show uh, right so that's it for this week's Our Heads Abroad podcast thanks to Tom and Dave again for giving up their time to help me out <laughs> and Lord um, does he need the help yeah, oh yeah I need loads of help me I need loads of help more than I'll never know uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes so you don't miss a thing so from one kingdom to another we'll speak to you again soon <laughs> <laughs>